And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls and and Fredericksburg and Uvalde and Kerrville and right here in good old San Antonio. Uh, We are thankful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic uh, in, in South and Central Texas, of course. Uh, joining me in studio is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. Hey, folks. Great to be with you again today and on your on your sis live and local programming. And what we try to do here is bring you various and informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today we're excited to talk with Deacon Michael Coronado, and he's going to be soon to be Father Coronado. And Deacon Michael's ordination will be this Saturday, May 21st. And he will be the newest priest for the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Amen to that. We are certainly excited that he's going to be here talking about his faith journey with us, his discernment with us. Uh, It's going to be a a great program uh, indeed. But before we uh, get to that, uh, if you would, uh, you know, join me uh, in getting this hour started uh, the way we should do all things. uh, And of course, and that's in prayer. So wherever you might be, um, you know, meditate on these words, pray for God's grace uh, to, you know, to open up his or to make make known his will for you uh, and pray for that grace uh, to be able to accomplish it. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Jesus, divine master, I thank and bless your most merciful heart for having given us Mary most holy as our mother, teacher, and queen. From, a, from the cross, you placed her in our hands. You gave her a great heart, much wisdom and immense power. May all mankind know her and pray to her. May all permit themselves to be led by her to you, the savior of mankind. I place myself in her hands as you placed yourself. With this mother, I want to live now in the hour of my death and for all eternity, amen. Saint Simon Stock. Pray for us. Saint Joseph, guardian of the virgin. Pray for us. Mary, virgin most powerful. Pray for us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Amen. You know, just like, uh, you know, just like you were saying, Alex, um, you know, regarding what's going on uh, yes. within the Archdiocese of San Antonio. There's a lot going on. Always. Yeah, there, there's a ton going on. We had, um, you know, quite a few things going on last week. You know, the, the one thing I wanted to kind of recap was if you did not get a chance uh, to be out there for the first, hopefully, annual, I think it is the first annual, uh, kickball and clerics, uh, you know, competition, you know, <laughs> match uh, with our seminarians and the priests, uh, y'all missed out. Oh, my goodness. I got out there. There was a huge crowd out there, you know, rooting on uh, our seminarians and rooting on uh, our priests. Uh, it was exciting, you know, that the food smelled great. I didn't get a chance to, to eat any, but I think it was, uh, you know, Father Pat was, uh, you know, manning the grill and Ooh. firing up the pit. 
Uh, but it was great to see everybody out there, you know, supporting, you know, priests and parishes. And I got to tell you, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of athleticism uh, amongst the priests and the seminarians that oh, I wasn't really? aware of. <laughs> oh, pleasant surprise <laughs> that, for sure. That's right. You know, I saw Father Praveen out there, you know, Father yes. Will, Father Lay. I mean, there's a, a ton. I, and I don't, you know, sorry if I, I, I don't, you know, uh, you know, call your name out here, but uh, it was great seeing everybody. But I'm telling you, uh, it was a lot of fun. And and uh, as I was there, right? So as I was there, oh my goodness, it seemed like the seminarians were, uh-huh. you know, they're, it looked like it was going to be the demise of the seminarians yeah, <laughs> in this athletic event. Yeah. So, I mean, it looked like, you know, the priests were just handing it to them, uh, you know, with no problems at all. Um, and then I didn't get a chance to save, you know, stay for the whole, for the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I got to tell you, you know, if you haven't seen Father Rodolfo of Holy Trinity Catholic Church, kick a kickball. You need it. You need to see it. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! I thought he was going to like <laughs> he was going to go over the fence twice. In, in fact, so, uh, but no, it was a lot of fun, uh, and I didn't get a chance to stick around for the whole thing. Yes. Um, but turns out, I guess the seminarians actually came back to win. Oh my goodness! It was unbelievable. I saw wow. the post on Facebook. You know, the I follow the San Antonio Vocation Office on Facebook, uh, and when I saw that, I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait <laughs> a minute!" But sure enough, I guess uh, you know they they ended up uh, you know turning things around, so to speak. <laughs> but you know, I, I gotta say, uh, if any time. Uh, we can all get together for, you know, such a, a joyous occasion like this, uh, you know, this kickball match. I mean, whatever yes. it might be, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't really even matter what it is. But if we can get together, uh, promote vocations, promote, uh, you know, the young men discerning God's call, um, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. It, it, it is. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of wonderful priests out there uh, that, you know, you can look up to uh, as well uh, and to see them, uh, you know, really fellowshipping with, you know, those who will be, uh, you know, pr- you know, brother yes. priest that eventually it, it is a good thing. Uh, so that was, uh, I think, yeah, that was last Tuesday, I believe it was. And then Friday, uh, re- you know, I think uh, I had, I was, we were promoting, you know, the Mount Sacred Heart golf tournament. Okay. Yes. And what a wonderful event that was. All right. So this is my first time out on a golf course. And you know, it's been a little while. Okay. But it was my first time in the golf course when the weather felt like it was over 100 degrees. <laughs> it uh, probably was. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was. Yes. yes. So I, I failed to hydrate <laughs> properly. All right. Oh, no. uh, prior to, you know, going to this, uh, going out to the, this event. Uh, again, this was the Mount Sacred Heart, uh, you know, golf tournament. Uh, Miss Tina Pauline and her, you know, her team and her staff over there who put this thing together put on a wonderful event. Uh, and I got to say, I, I hope I'm invited next time. I'll be properly hydrated next yeah. time. But, uh, you know, we were smacking some, uh, you know, golf balls around and didn't do too bad. You know, wow. yeah, they, uh, you know, the folks over there, uh, they didn't kick me off or anything like that. So that was a good thing, too. <laughs> that is nice. Very good. Yes. And of course, Saturday, uh, we had the Axe Missions Agape Fest Casino Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, a wonderful evening. Um, you know, being out there and, and seeing, you know, all the good folks at Axe, Miss Deb Alanise, uh, and the wonderful work that, you know, they do. Um, I did not win every, you know, I didn't win all the money I thought I was going to win out there. You know, well, all the chips and all the raffles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't win okay. any, anything major. Uh, but no. I did, however, I, I think uh, my wife actually ended up winning on a on an auction. 
yeah, for, a, for an image, beautiful image of Our Lady um, and, and the Christ child. Uh, and I think, I don't know what, I'm, I'm going through my head now, and it almost seemed like it was uh, an, an image, you know, re- referencing purgatory. There was some, oh, it, it was beautiful. Yes, it was beautiful. So I'm excited that, you know, she was able to, to win that. Uh, but yeah, you know, so we've got a lot going on too uh, regarding Acts. Uh, if you would, I think I was talking to Deb and there's over 318 uh, or 300 something uh, Acts retreats on their website right now. What? Yes. And that's not even counting the, the retreats that they're probably not, uh, you know, informed of or that are, you know, that are not on, you know, on the you know website right now. So wow. if you are interested in attending an Acts retreat, I suggest that you contact your parish um, and find out when that retreat's going to be. Uh, there's several retreats going on. You would need to go to the website. Uh, and reference, of course, uh, the different uh, you know parish websites um, and, and bulletins uh, to see which one uh, you know would be a good fit for you. I, uh, one that comes to mind, of course, is the military axe retreat um, that's going to be directed by Miss Pat Lamoureux. Um, you can contact, the, of course, you can go to the axe website. I don't have her phone number uh, handy right now. Uh, but that one's coming up. I know also uh, there's a lo- you know some uh, Saint Helena Parish uh, Axe Retreat coming up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in June. Uh, so yes, quite a bit uh, you know to be involved with with that. And, uh, oh, who are you saying hello to? Oh, we've got the family yes, here. I got How my about that? Here. We've got the Kubabatu <laughs> crew in the house. Isn't yep. that a beautiful? You got a beautiful family, Alex. Thank you so much uh, for sure. Uh, one thing I want to also talk about. Uh, as well coming up is Thursday, May 26th is the Archbishop's Prayer Breakfast. All right. Um, Archbishop uh, Gustavo Garcia Sierra is going to be the honorary chair and the master of ceremonies for the event will be uh, J. Antonio Fernandez, president of Catholic Charities. Uh, this is taking place uh, May 26th. It's a Thursday at 7.30 to 9 a.m. at the Whitley Theological Center uh, at 285 Oblate Drive. Uh, you can reserve your table for 8 guests uh, by contacting Clara at 210-242-3101 and also wanted to give you know, a, a birthday uh, greeting, of course, to uh, Father Ed uh, at Holy Trinity Catholic Church. Or excuse me, not a birthday wish, but this is a anniversary, um, you know, greeting. Uh, he just completed uh, his first year of priestly ordination. So praise Jesus. Yes, you know, Praise Jesus for his ministry, for his yes uh, in serving God's people. Um, so, you know, happy anniversary, Father Ed. Um, and what, what's going on in the world of uh, Alexandra Kubabatu? Well, so much. This past weekend, I was at a silent retreat uh, with my Carmelite community, yeah. uh, Secular Orders of Discussed Carmelites, and it was led by Father Stephen Sanchez. And it was such an amazing experience. I got so many insights, so much direction, and it was just beautiful hanging out with my uh, Carmelite brothers and sisters, um, just uh, being with the Lord and not talking to each other <laughs> Just, you know, the silent retreat is just really an amazing experience. I've heard that. I've never done it. I don't know Uh if I could survive one, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Oh, hence you're on radio, right? Yeah, I totally get it. No, but it's it's really nice. Yeah, it takes some getting used to, honestly. It's not like, Uh you know, you don't want to, you know, just kind of, you know. Do people come out of those things like doing sign language or what? (laughs) You know, we learn to speak with the eyes sometimes, but you know, that'd be a little, that'd be cheating. So we try not to, <laughs> you know, we give each other that look sometimes. Right. But yeah, but also at uh, Father Stephen Sanchez, who was um, an amazing retreat master. Um, he was, I mean, he's just 
uh, definitely a force to behold when it comes to uh, disseminating some holy and spiritual uh, talks and conferences. So um, he will be giving a um, a talk at the Little Flower Basilica this week on Tuesday, May 17th. And he's, he's going to uh, speak the same talk on Saturday. And it's going to be on St. Therese and the Abandonment of Perfectionism. Mm. So, you know, how many of us are caught up with, uh, yeah. you know, just perfectionism and things like that. So what he's going to do is going to tell St. Therese's Little Flower story and how she was caught up in perfectionism, you know, being... You know, having uh, being raised in in a religious, a Catholic religious uh, home, mm-hmm. um, she had an amazing domestic church with being led by her parents, Saints Louis and Zelie Martin, of course. And you know, this led her to have some religious, you know, insecurities. So, Father's talk is going to focus on um, how to leave behind that perfectionism and you know those religious insecurities that we may have. So that's uh, that's going to be amazing. And he's also going to touch on how to cultivate. Um, the, you know, trust in Jesus um, through his divine mercy. So definitely I encourage you all, all of you to, to join. Um, you can register at littleflowerbasilica.org and um, take it from there. I, I want to challenge you to give up perfectionism. Amen. And uh, what are those dates again, Alex? That's May 17th on Tuesday, then again on okay. Saturday. Oh, so this is uh, just yes, tomorrow. This, yeah, tomorrow yeah. then. Yeah, okay. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. It sounds yeah. like uh, it would <laughs> certainly be uh, you know something to, to participate in and right. uh, get, again, you know some, some additional information and how to you know even grow deeper into your, 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 right. your, it's your prayer be life the, and grow in holiness. Absolutely. And, no, that's wonderful. Yeah, so, it's going to be the same talk two times of the week. So if okay. you're just hearing it now and you, oh man, you can't make it tomorrow you can make it on saturday so right. just go over to the website to sign up amen to that and a couple of things too before we get uh you know before we uh, go to our first break uh but so tomorrow will actually mark three weeks out uh until the summer share okay uh the summer share is going to kick off uh june 7th and we'll be running through the 10th of june awesome. also so please uh you know prayerfully uh you know prayer you know pray for the success of that share it's what allows us to you know to to you know to stay on the air and to continue to use the powerful means of radio to proclaim the name of Jesus and the teachings of his church. Uh, but also, uh, if you've got a testimony that you'd like to share on how the GRN has impacted you uh, or has accompanied you on your prayer life or in your, excuse me, in your journey of faith, uh, then email me. You know, I'd love to hear that. You know, and that's uh, Sean, S-H-A-U-N at grnonline.com. And not to mention, we could always use those volunteers for the yes. call center on June 10th. Uh, there's two shifts available. That's 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, and a p.m. shift available. That's 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's June 10th, Friday. If um, The official email is going to go out uh, today uh, you know, for that. So if you want a head start, you know, be sure to email me. Again, that email is uh, Sean. That's S-H-A-U-N. Uh, at grnonline.com. That uh, music means that we're going to go to our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined with Deacon Michael Coronado, Archdiocese of San Antonio, uh, and he's going to tell us about you know his his uh, journey of discernment and his journey of faith. So don't change the station. We will be right back. Hi listeners, this is Sean, and I'd like to share with you that this year's Fishers of Men dinner was a success. 
I'm so grateful for the many sponsors and individual donors that helped to make that happen. I want to especially thank Shavano Family Practice for their tremendous generosity. Because of your charitable support, we can continue keeping our Airwaves Catholic in the South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you again, Shavano Family Practice, and may God continue to abundantly bless you. This is Mike and Alicia Hernan with the Messy Family Minute. It's vitally important for children to feel individually loved and known by their parents. Especially in a big family like ours, this can be very challenging. But no matter how many kids you have, you have an obligation to work on your relationship with each individual child. Relationships are built with the material of time, and we need to give our time to our children in a very intentional way. We do something with our kids that we call special time. Special time is spending time with one child doing something that they like to do. It can be very simple, like going to a park, the library, or going on a hike. Or you could go out for ice cream, a movie, or have some other fun experience. It's really not important what you do. What is important is that you are focused on getting to know that individual child and sending them the message that they are important, they are loved, and they are known by you. This lays the foundation for their relationship with God. For more inspiration and practical advice, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. And welcome back, listeners, to your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Sean Rice. The program can be heard every Monday at noon, um, you know, right here on your local GRN station. You can also, um, you know, tune in, you know, via the Guadalupe Radio Network app or online at grnonline.com. As we went to break, uh, as I was mentioning, uh, we were going to be joined by Deacon Michael Coronado, our soon-to-be newest priest in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. And what an honor it really is to to have him on. Uh, He did make me aware that also celebrating uh, his first anniversary of his uh, priestly ordination was Father Paul from St. Matthew Catholic Church. So happy anniversary, uh, you know, Father Ed and Father Paul. Uh, wonderful uh, to I've gotten to know, uh, you know, Father Paul a couple of different times. Uh, speak to him. Father Ed's great also. So uh, we're going to put you on that list, too. So without further delay, uh, you know, we're going to welcome Deacon Michael Coronado to the program. Uh, you know, Deacon Mike, thank you for being here today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Getting uh, a little excited about this weekend. Awesome. Uh, it's uh there, everybody keeps asking me, are, are you nervous? Are you nervous? And I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. I'm just really excited. Really, I, I feel at peace. No, that that is great. And also before, uh, you know, when we were talking, uh, you know, before the, the program started, uh, you were saying that you're ready to kind of, you have this feeling of, Let's just get it on, right? Let's just do yeah, this thing, yeah. right? You know, before uh, you know, before we get to that though, obviously there was a journey involved there, right? Oh, definitely. There was a a, a journey there, uh, and I want the I, I would love for you to you know introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, you know, first maybe tell us you know where you're from. You know, um, tell us about your faith journey. What was the faith like, and how was it practiced? Maybe in, in the home. Um, you know, and you know, let let's start there. 
Okay. Um, I'm originally from Corpus Christi. That's where I grew up. Um, uh, I have my two parents. Uh, I have a brother, uh, two sisters that I grew up with. And um, faith was in the family, uh, but it was very minimal. It was a Sunday uh, kind of every Sunday we went to mass and we sat in the side pews. We yeah. went unnoticed. We didn't do very much in, in the parish, but we went to mass every Sunday. We were, it was religious, you know, it, it, every, every Sunday we went there, but um, it wasn't until high school that really my faith started to blossom. And it was with the help of uh, the life teen movement and um, starting, you know, joining this, this youth ministry and, um, getting to really know my faith. And I think, you know, when I started, you know, my sister started going, my brother started getting involved. My, my parents started kind of saying, okay, well, if our kids are starting to do this, sure. let's start, you know, joining in. And we moved from the side of the parish to the front of the parish. And we started, you know, just that physical move of, of, wow. of being part of the community right. kind of was really a, a step in our faith. And um, it did start at the home with, you know, my dad, I think, is a really religious man right now. And uh, he, he, you know, praying daily. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean, I'm learning from him a lot of things. So, uh, yeah. That's wonderful. So what was that turning point that took you from your faith blossoming to now, you know, getting on that journey to become a deacon? Well, um, there was two moments in my life that yes. really was... Uh, pinnacle um and they were both revolved around the eucharist okay um one was at mass at, at in corpus christi at saint cyril Methodius catholic church and um at that time they were asking the the teens of the parish to come around the altar and i remember being around the altar and and you know the priest was from india and he had a really strong accent sure. it was hard to hear him understand him and um I remember hearing him so clearly when he started the Eucharistic prayers yeah. and I was like, this is not the same priest. This right. is not him. This is, this is, this is Jesus. Yeah. And then I looked around and I'm like, I'm not in Corpus at this parish. I'm around the last supper with Jesus. And I'm, it was a wow, very, beautiful. you know, spiritual moment for me to realize this. And, you know, that kind of really strengthened my faith. Yes. Uh, another experience was when I, I did ministry at St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, I did youth ministry there for a while. And I, I remember they asked me to, do, to expose the Eucharist because we didn't have a priest or a deacon at the time to, to, to help us out. So they said, yeah, you can do it. And it was a simple exposition. And I remember going to place Jesus on the altar and I kind of froze in a, in a, in a posture that, that a priest holds up the Eucharist. And I remember freezing there and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, like this is, this is something that feels right yeah. for me yeah. and it feels real. And that, that really was the moment where I was like, okay, I have to talk to someone about it. Yeah. And I went and I talked to my brother. It was the first time I spoke out about, you know, possibly, becoming yes. a priest yeah. and and you know from there i talked to priest i said i need to hear your stories yeah. <laughs> i need to hear your vocation stories yeah. and uh i went to the vocation director and i said you know i, I have this calling or this feeling yeah. inside me that that i need to figure it out so mm-hmm. yeah you know that's uh you know and that's something i want to i want to backtrack just a little bit deacon michael because uh you know how um, how you got to that point, right? Obviously, there were there there were certain um, instances in in your life. There were certain uh, you know experiences, right? Mm-hmm. But there, I know you know after talking to uh, you know quite a few people, you know quite a few priests, 
you know, seminarians and such, uh, it always seemed like there were there were people along that journey that either a help plant seeds with you or at least uh, you'll help you open yourself up to uh, to the notion of one day this um, of this happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there some, you know, maybe your parents, who were the ones that were very uh, instrumental in you fostering this? Um, you know, the, this call in helping you uh, open yourself up to this discernment. You know, who are those, uh, you know, who are those roles uh, fulfilled by in your life? Now, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, my parents are my biggest fans right now. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they support me. They're always talking about me in the parishes. And, um, but at the beginning, not very much. You yeah. know, like yeah. they were a little worried about me becoming a priest. Yeah. And, and they were worried about, you know, me being alone. Mm-hmm. You know, me, uh, you know, not having kids or a wife or a family, they're, yeah. they're really worried about that. And, and I think that's what really kind of initially uh, their thoughts were. And, but they were very, very, very supportive of when I really started making the decisions to start going to seminary and start, you know, following this call. Um, at the beginning, I think the, the one person that uh, really pushed me to want to go to seminary is uh, Monsignor White uh, from Corpus Christi. And he, uh, you know, I was doing altar serving and he would tell me every week, when are you going? When are you going to seminary? When are you going to join? When are you going to join? And he pushed me. I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't real harsh, but, right. you know, he put it into Tentor my mind reminders. that, right. yeah, yeah. that, that <laughs> this is a call and, and yeah. he sees it in me. And even this past Sunday, I saw two young, young men, you know, I joking around and I was like, Hey, two young priests coming in, you yeah. know, and you know, people won't know unless priests or, or, or men tell each other, right. Hey, I see something in you right. that could be a call. And, and so I, I think that was really the initial step of me uh, saying, okay, you know, looking back, yeah, he was right. You know, yeah. <laughs> he was right. Yeah. It, it took a little bit longer than, you know, planned, but that was God's plan of, you know, giving me the experiences of life. Amen. No, I love how you you say that, and you you speak so candidly about that. Uh, a lot of times, you know, maybe we we think of our priests, you know, coming back, you know, coming from these families that, um, you know, they're, it's just ultra Catholic, it's ultra holy, and things like that. But that's not necessarily, you know, the case. I mean, as as parents, you know, there's a genuine concern there. You yeah. know, they had this love for you, this genuine concern. Like, what do you mean? You know, you're yeah. taking this vow of celibacy and this vow of poverty and service, you know, but then again, how it transforms once they see that this is really you responding to a call, mm-hmm. uh, that they can get behind it and that, you know what, they're, they're releasing you into the care of the Lord. Man, this is just beautiful yes. stuff, right? Yeah, it, it is. And I think it's so important that, you know, when, when you come on, you know, to, to the program, and that's why I'm so grateful that you hear that the many people tuning in and listening right now, uh, you know, that hopefully maybe that there's a seed planted with somebody out there. You know, it's great. It is good, it, you know, to encourage our, our young men, um, you know, or the, you know, our young men, you know, for, uh, and, and ladies to the religious life, you know, sisters, brothers, you know, the priesthood, yes, yeah. to encourage, uh, again, these vocations. But, the seed has to be planted, you know, we, mm-hmm. and granted, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, people will, will tell you that they, they heard the call, they're answering the call, but you know, we can do our part in planting those seeds yes. too. I mean, I what make, do you, what's your take on that, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. And making that invitation, mm-hmm. like having, you know, inviting people into this discernment, I think it's really important. Um, did you along the way, I mean, I'm, 
you probably did, but is there was there a certain maybe a, a retreat or event that you that you went to that that kind of helped you grow in in this on this path? You know, from high school all the way through college, through kind of my first time working, um, I, I, I was very involved in uh, youth ministry. So I was at St. Francis, and I did a lot of things with the teens. I did the men's axe retreat. I did, did the you? teen axe retreat. Uh, we actually started a college axe retreat, you know, uh, UTSA axe retreat. I remember all these axe retreats that we did. And yes. so those were kind of really uh the retreats that I, 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 I took part in. Um, but, you know, I think you were talking about earlier, a, a silent retreat. Uh, and I, those are kind of new to me, but you know, in seminary, they're like, every retreat is a silent retreat. <laughs> 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 every retreat you have to be caught. You're eating in silence, you know, you're yeah. from men and you're like, okay, I can't talk to anybody. And, you, know, <laughs> you know, you learn sign language really well. <laughs> I told you, the eye communication. <laughs> I know, totally. You know, let me ask you something, Deacon. Um, of course, you know, going through, you know, I'm sure you're feeling a lot of emotions right now. Um, you know, you and I were talking that, uh, you know, as of Saturday, you're going to be a priest forever in the or, in the line of, you know, in the order of Melchizedek, you know, and, you know, when you hear that uh, at, at mass, when I hear it, when I listen to it, when I, you know, uh, reflect upon it, I mean, this is, I'm sure it, awesome is not even uh, a word that can really encompass everything that you're probably feeling right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, prior to that, though, you know, you had a secular job, you had a secular life mm -hmm. uh, and such. Can you share with us, you know, what that looked like, you know, prior to, you know, uh, you entering into your uh, discernment phase of your life? Yeah, I lived on my own for a while and um, it, it was awesome to be by myself. Yeah. And, you know, I always... You know, I had a job at a very young age, at 16. You know, I started working, and then ever since then, I've always had a job. Yeah. And uh, I was, I, I, uh, when I came to San Antonio, I worked at a retail shop during college. And then when I graduated, I, I had a job as a teacher. I taught one year at St. John Paul II High School in Corpus Christi. I taught five years at Harlando High School here on the south side of San Antonio. And, um, you know, the call was never not there. Mm -hmm. It was always there. Yeah. And it, it, it took a while to really get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. You know, it starts off as a whisper and, you know, and even still, you have to be more quiet, or yeah. more silent to be able to hear that call. And I think that's what really it took. And um, I mean, I had, I have a lot of friends and I think that was my, uh, my big thing. I, I, I'm able to make a lot of friends. I, I, I don't say that proudly, but sure. you know, I am able to reach out to people and you know, I have all these friends from different places that I know and I can't wait until Saturday yeah. and I see their faces there. And you know, yeah. I see the people that are from Harlandale and, and from, you know, uh, Target, I worked at Target <laughs> and you know, it, it's exciting to me that it, that's, th that's what's bringing us together, yeah. you know? Yes. And, uh, I'm, I'm just really excited for that and amen no i I'm, I'm glad that uh i'm glad uh to to be able to to be part of it also as, as a you know as an attendee i do plan on on, on being there uh you know richard reina my you know my predecessor you know you would tell me you know or he'd ask me hey sean have you ever been to an ordination mass before i'm like you know actually no i i haven't you know i i have not 
Uh, and I think um, in this in in this year, you're the only you're the only uh, priest you know to, to be ordained uh, this year. Yes. So um, I think I mean what a special blessing it, it is for for all of us to be able to experience that yeah. you know and and to see you know this this young man right uh, you know say hey Lord here I am. You know, I, I'm I'm here. You know, I'm here to to not only serve you and to say yes to you, but to serve your people, right? Mm-hmm. To serve the people of God, uh, and to I, I just can't even uh, imagine. You know, as I meditate at mass, and I'm sure you know a lot of people do the same. Um, when when the priest offers the words of consecration and he elevates the host. Uh, you're going to be able to do that. You know, I mean, not <laughs> yeah. you, but you know, God through you is going to. You're going to be able to, you know, make present His body, His blood, soul, and divinity in the sacred host. You know, you're going to be able to bring God's forgiveness to His people through the sacrament of yeah. confession. I what mean, this gift. is just awesome. I mean, I'm like super fired up for you. Man. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like it's, it's. I make no secret about it. I have one son, and you know, my hope is that hopefully he will decide to, you know, become a priest or something. Yeah. You know, in him, here over there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really is it's so beautiful. And um, and one thing I learned this weekend in the silent retreat with Father Stephen Sanchez was that he he says that when God blesses you with graces, with gifts, um, and all the, the talents that he has, he's he's assigning these gifts for the community. And the gifts, you're the steward of the gift, but the gift is for the community. And you, you are truly a gift by saying your yes uh, to be a gift to the community, Father uh, Deacon. So um, soon to be Father. Almost there, almost there. But yeah, that, that, that truly is a gift, and everything. Um, you know, the the fruit of prayer is service, and you have been on the path of of this for a long time. So I think it's it's not it's not all that surprising how you went into youth ministry mm-hmm. and um, started your acts of service. Yeah, definitely. That, that's wonderful. So my, my question to you is, what kind of advice would you give to young men, perhaps who are, you know, they're kind of exploring, maybe their their family life isn't, you know, so religious or Catholic or anything like that, but they got that little spark, that little thing inside their hearts that, that it's like, maybe. Yeah, um, there's a couple of things that I would probably say. One, be open to God. You know, I think there's an, you have to be open to what God is calling to you. And, 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 and if that's something that you're closed off to, it's yes. hard to say yes. It's hard to say yes. Um, the next is get a spiritual director. I think that's a, a really, really important part of our formation is having a spiritual director and, and, and really recognizing those graces yes. in in our lives, you know, it, it's sometimes hard to recognize grace. Yeah. You know, yeah. we see the grace that God gives us in the mass, in, in these uh, liturgical and sacramental things, but in our daily life, it's hard to see the graces that God is giving to us. And to have a spiritual director, I think it's really a, a step towards seeing grace all the time. You know, mm. seeing God work all the time in our lives and. For me, having a spiritual director has has been that place where I can just be free to talk to to another person right. and to really acknowledge that God is working in my life. Right. Yes. And, and 
and I think that that's important. You know, we have a discernment house uh, at, at the seminary where guys can come and and kind of feel out the seminary without having to make a huge commitment. Sure. Um, but that's the first thing that they get is the spiritual director because you have to be able to talk to someone. You know, when I started questioning, is God calling me? I talked to my brother. You know, he kind of was my first unofficial spiritual director. Yeah. You know, I talked to a priest and I was like, hey, tell me, you know, more about another unofficial spiritual director. And then when I started actually talking to someone about it, I think that really moved me towards saying, yeah, this is God working in my life. God is calling me. God is asking me to, you know, do something that's countercultural, yeah. doing mm-hmm. something that's, you know, not normal, you right. know, and to go uh, and, and, Become a priest. Amen to that. Yeah. So if you're just joining us, uh, this is In His Vineyard. We're having a wonderful conversation uh, with Deacon Michael Coronado of the Archdiocese of San Antonio, soon to be father, uh, <laughs> Michael Coronado, uh, as of May 21st. Um, you know, he's going to be uh, ordained, uh, you know, with the imposition of hands by um, His Excellency Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Sierra uh, in a wonderful ceremony, a wonderful mass celebration uh, where he will be offering his, um, you know, his yes uh, to, to the Lord um, and into serving, you know, his people. It, it is wonderful, uh, you know, thinking about it in, in those terms. Um, and I was saying earlier how, you know, Richard would encourage me, say, hey, you know what, if you have, if you've never gone to, you know, a, a ordination mass, I mean, it's a, you need to go. Uh, again, just the, the beauty of it, um, you know, uh, again, you know, where, you know, you're, you're witnessing, being witnessed to, um, you know, a, a priest being made, right? Um, because, of course, the, the beauty of the Catholic Church also is that, uh, you know, we are apostolic, you know, yes. that the yeah. teachings, you know, the priesthood, our bishops, I mean, we all, you know, come from, uh, you know, the apostles, you know, they mm-hmm. themselves, you know, direct descendants of, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the apostles that were, you know, with, with Jesus in, you know, in the beginning, it, it is wonderful. Um, so I want to ask you too, um, you know, for those young, young men, um, you know, who may have this inkling uh, to, to, to want to uh, explore further, right? Uh, but they've got some concerns, you know, <laughs> kind of like what your parents yeah. had, yes. right? Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure you had your own concerns yeah. too, right? I mean, what words of encouragement, you know, w- would you give to a young person that, you know, who's a little hesitant to, you know, to, to jump in? What would you say, Deacon? Um, I, I can't help but think of uh, JP2's words of uh, be not afraid, Amen. you know, oh, be yes. not afraid uh, to be open to God, to be able to, to, to join a fraternity of, of men or women yeah. or, uh, you know, a community of women. But I say, be not afraid, but that requires some action. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just, you know, say I'm not afraid, but you have to go out and, you know, seek the support that you need. So sure. go to a vocations director of a, a, a vocations retreat, uh, come and see, uh, um, uh, talk to, uh, you know, uh, Bishop Gary in, in, in the office. He's probably the easiest person to talk to, you know, I, I don't know. It's very easy to talk to him and, you know, go to the office and, and, and see, Hey, you know, I don't know, <laughs> you right. know, uh, it's funny cause, uh, uh, Anna in the vocations office is kind of mad at me the whole time I was in seminary. Cause we, we make a little blurb in the, in the, uh, website. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was always open to, okay, is God calling me to be a priest or calling me to be a father. And I left it there the entire time. She says, you need to change that. You need to change that. You need to change that. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I, I didn't know, you know, yeah. is God yes. calling me to be, what kind of father is he calling me to be a priest or, uh, yeah. uh, uh, as a husband? 
And so I was, I was uh, really, I put that on there because I wanted to let people know that that's where you discern. Yeah. You go to the seminary, you go to the vocational, you go to a spiritual director to really help you discern these big choices in yes. life. Yeah. And do people leave? Yes, people leave. People discern out. People are, you know, it, it, it's if that's their call. But if you're having that inkling of, is God calling me? Be not afraid to take those steps towards, you know, doing something, whether it is towards, you know, becoming a priest or, you know, going away from that and, and, and maybe getting married or. Amen. Well, that music means we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll continue this conversation with Deacon Michael Coronado. Don't change the station. We'll be right back. It's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, Why do Christians talk so much about God and so little about humanity? G.K. Chesterton says that the people who insist that we forget divine things and think of human things end up talking about how helpless human beings are because of their faulty environment or their fatal heredity or their uncontrollable animal instincts. And it all ends with the old fatalist cry that we must forgive everything because there's nothing to forgive. But these things are not the human things. These are the subhuman things, the, the things we share with animals. The human things are exactly what they dismiss as merely divine. The human things are free will, responsibility, authority, and self-denial. The things that are really human are also divine. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org And welcome back, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is in his vineyard. Man, I almost messed up the title of our own show, Alex. How does that work? Right? It happens. <laughs> yes, I need to drink more. I need to wet my whistle just a little bit more. But yes, this is In His Vineyard, your live and local program every Monday at noon. Having this wonderful conversation uh, with Deacon Michael Coronado, who's been candid in uh, you know his uh, his sharing his experience uh, through discerning God's call for for him and his life. Uh, Deacon Mike is going to be uh, ordained a, a priest uh, in the Order of Melchizedek, priest wow. forever. 
in the order of Melchizedek. How beautiful is that? Yes, and that's Saturday, May 21st. And from what I understand, of course, uh, it, there's, you know, it, the, the invitation is open. Um, he's looking at me all crazy. Maybe it's not. <laughs> no, it is. St. Francis of Assisi, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, as we were talking and going to break, I was talking to Deacon Mike uh, about how this uh, journey for him, uh, this his ordination on, uh, you know, on this Saturday is going to be the culmination of, um, you know, years of of study, of prayer, of you know, I'm sure late nights, you know, you know, trying to figure out, you know, you know, God's will for him, like we all do, right? Like we all do. Uh, and of course, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to have him talk to us about, you know, what those, you know, what those years look like. You know, first, first of all, Deacon, you know, how long has this journey been for you? Uh, I've been in seminary seven years. So yeah, that was a, it was a long seven years, um, sure. two years of pre-theology, a year of pastoral year and four years of theology. Um, yeah. No, and I, I got to ask you too, cause it, when I when I'm talking to guys and, and things like that, so I just watched. I recently watched a movie, uh, you know, Father Stu, you know, a, a few weeks back oh, yes. uh, and, and such. Uh, and of course, you know, I, I get that's that's Hollywood and whatnot. But I, I'm always curious, what is life like, uh, you know, in, in the seminary for for these young men? Do you have to give up your hobbies? Do you have to give <laughs> up sports? I mean, what 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 is it that that y'all do? Well, we pray 24 hours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we are in prayer all the time, but. Um, it, it, it really is a, a, uh, almost like a fraternity. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we go to seminary to join a fraternity, but seminary is the fraternity, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, you're living with a, a, all these other men, uh, at Assumption Seminary, we have around 60 guys living on campus from 13, 14 different dioceses. Um, and we, we, we pray together. We eat meals together. We uh, we enjoy company with each other. We have our uh, social events on 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 Fridays where you know we we just enjoy uh, a movie or yeah. you know we enjoy time to be yeah. together. Um, we have classes together. We study together. Right. So you know we really are are, are never really alone. Right. Um, I, I think it's funny because uh, someone told me once you know you don't discern alone. And that's really so true. You know, I don't, I don't, I've never felt alone at the seminary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there were so many times where I'm like, oh man, how do I get this guy out of my room? No, I'm just kidding. You know, like, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> you know but you're, you're, you're never alone. So it really feels like, you know, a college experience for some of the collegiates where, you know, they they really do a lot more together and, and go out and the theology, the theology, you know, it's a little bit, you know, you're, you're, you try to kind of have your alone time just sure. to, to make sure that you, you balance out your day. And, but you do come together and, you know, you're always with the group of guys that you're with, your classmates. And I'll probably always remember the, the, the classmates that I graduated yeah. with and I'm getting ordained with um, from different dioceses. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, not only, you know, when you hear about, uh, you know, the, these, these group of men, right. You know, you think about sports teams and things like that. I mean, really at the seminary, your team, Jesus, you know, which is beautiful. Um, you know, so again, uh, regarding the, 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 you know, the, some of the, you know, fond memories that you've had, I know, uh, you know, it seems like the vocations office, um, you know, has been very active with, uh, you know, promoting, uh, mm-hmm. Vocations. Uh, yeah. I know it's it's so important to you know to promote uh, vocations. Uh, so much so, actually, uh, promoting vocations is one of the 
four promises that were made to Our Lady of Guadalupe by our incorporators at yes. the La Promesa, you know, for the La Promesa Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so how are some other ways, of course, that we can, uh, as lay people, uh, you know, promote those vocations and how can we all go fishing together, not just for souls for Christ, uh, but for those future men and women who are, you know, who, who we, you know, who are being called uh, to serve the Lord in a more profound manner. Yeah. It's really funny because uh, this week is called media week for our seminarians. Um, they're doing a whole bunch of podcasts and okay. recording and, and, you know, they have their uh, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. So it's some seminarians and it, you can find that through SA vocations um, uh, on Facebook. And so, I think through supporting that, sharing, liking, uh, subscribing to all of the, all those uh, uh, different uh, mm-hmm. uh, platforms is really important because it's supporting the seminarians, but it's also reaching out because a lot of the podcasts that they do are about seminary life or yeah. what is the, you know what is the pillars of formation. You know, uh, it, it really is helping to bring men at least to understand what seminary life is. Right. And so I, I, I think it's very important. Wonderful. I could imagine that being in a community like that, in community and, and learning about God at the same time, you conversations come up where um, where it's evident that maybe there's some healing that has to happen. Um, I, I know, like, I mean, it, just generally in our culture, there's, you know, lack of father figures, lack of, those who do have fathers, maybe their dads aren't that, you know, faithful or religious or prayerful. And um, in, a, in a community, what I've learned is that you, you tend to be each other's brother in Christ. You know, and some men may be fatherless. Mm-hmm. So can you speak a little bit about the, the healing process and things that, you know, things that, that you know, maybe not... Give me examples, right? Of course. <laughs> but, you know, like, how does that work? Is, is, does that happen? Well, I, I think it's funny because my first year in seminary, I had a hard time calling everybody brother. You mm-hmm. know, I came in there and everybody was like, hey, brother, hey, brother, hey, brother. I was like, I don't really know you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not brother. Yeah. You know, but eventually, you know, yeah, you have that intimate relationship with them and, and you really become brothers. You have yes. this bond and you, you know, you share stories that you don't normally share with everybody else. You know, yeah. you, you tell each other, you know, some things that's like, you know, they're my brothers, you know, I have a, I have this thing, this weekly face sharing with one of my best friends, uh, uh, Ed Gonzalez, father, Ed Gonzalez. Hey, my best friend, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Uh, you know, because I need that time to be able to share with someone yes. and, and to have that brotherhood and just, you know, let them know this is what I'm going through this week. This is where I'm having a tough time. You know, yes. this is where, you know, I really need help. And I do take it to my spiritual director, but I also have to have that brother where I'm like, ah, yeah, this yeah, this yeah. is, it, there's a healing involved to have that close person that I just know that will will yes. not judge me, that won't, you know, you know, uh, that exactly. I can share with. Exactly. And um, I think, you know, after that first year, I was like, yeah, these are my brothers. I really need to be open with them and, mm-hmm. and be able to share with them. And, you know, now that I'm leaving um, the seminarian yes. side of things, you know, I am, uh, they're still my brothers and hopefully they come to this fraternity of, of men and I'm joining a, no, uh, a larger fraternity of priests in the mm-hmm. order of Melchizedek. And, yeah. you know, I'm joining this fraternity of men and I'm hoping to start a Caritas group where, you know, it, 
uh, it's a priest support group and, and, and you come together and you have those moments of, you know, sharing yeah. tough things yeah, in, in ministry yeah, and in, in, uh-huh. in, in, in your priestly life and your prayer life, you know, and, and just being really vulnerable yeah. with, yes. with the other men. No, that's yeah, that's neat. And, you know, it's amazing how you're gonna, you kind of transform their relationships from being brothers to being fathers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's so modeled after the Holy Family. And yeah. you, you, you now, once you become a priest, you're going to be charge of your family, mm-hmm. your, your parish family, and um, as a father. And that's, that's such a wonderful transition, you know, in this... It's a transition, like in the domestic church within yeah. the domestic church. When you know a son becomes a man, then he becomes a father, right? And in the same way, in the spiritual life, I, I see that that correlation, right? Um, how, how does that been for you? Like um, the the idea of the spiritual fatherhood. Well, it, it's funny because, um, yeah, I. My 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 post on the on the website of the seminarians is you know I know God has called me to be a father, and I need to figure out in seminary whether it's a spiritual father or a physical father, yeah. and, and that fatherhood in me, yes, you know even in a physical sense it's still there. Yes. You know, I, I love holding a baby. Right. You know, I remember having my yeah. first baptisms and I was like, oh man, just the holding babies. a little baby, you know. Yeah. And then you know, with my niece and my nephews, you know, I love hanging out with them. But it's a joy to be a priest because then you get to hand them back to your mom and dad. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> what a joy! Yes, you know, no changing diapers. I changed one diaper in my life, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need. But uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm starting to become a father. You know, yes. And, but I get to still enjoy the fatherhood. Yes. You know, in, in a physical sense, because I get to be part of families, yeah. you know, in their baptisms and their weddings and yeah. their and in it. funerals, you know, yes. like those are moments in people's lives that they, they're not going to forget. Mm-hmm. And so I get to be part of that. I get to be a little part of their lives. And, and so I may not have my small domestic church of family, right. but I have this universal church and I get to share yes. the life of the right. church with yes. everybody else. Now, let me ask you, Deacon, have you decided whether or not you're going to be one of those priests that give heavy penances or light penances? <laughs> you're going to have to find out. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> you know, it's been great. We've got just a couple of minutes left uh, in the conversation. Uh, and of course, you know, Deacon, it's been such a great pleasure getting to, you know, getting to chat with you, getting to know you. Uh, and we really are excited to, to see you, you know, on your own, you know, journey, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, seeing you, uh, continue to, you know, to, to answer God's, you know, call for you and to work and labor, um, you know, in accordance with His will. I mean, it's, a, it's all we can ever, you know, yes. hope for, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we all want to pray for that grace to be able to discern mm-hmm. God's will for us, uh, but also that grace to accomplish uh, uh, yeah. His will for us uh, as well. Uh, so before we leave, I don't want the you know I don't want to get caught off before um, you know um, you know the music. So if you would you know join me in this prayer for vocation. So wherever you might be, let's pray uh, that the Lord would uh, you know would would bless us with an abundance of laborers for His harvest. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, we humbly beg of thee to revive in thy church that spirit which thou didst so abundantly bestow on the apostles. Call, we pray thee, very many to thy priesthood and to the religious life, 
and may zeal for thy glory and the salvation of souls inflame those whom thou hast chosen. May they be saints in thy likeness and may thy spirit strengthen them. O Jesus, give us priests and religious after thine own heart. Amen. Amen. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And a deacon, soon to be father, um, you know, would you leave us with God's blessing? The Lord be with you. And with, with thy spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Deacon Coronado, for uh, being here today. I am very much excited to, uh, you know, to, to see you uh, and to be part and witness to um, you know, your ordination. So thank you so very much. Alex, uh, what were your thoughts on today's program? Well, I'm leaving an open invitation for our soon-to-be father. Michael Coronado to come back when he's a deacon in 20, uh, bishop in 20 years. <laughs> and, um, and we'll talk again, talk about that journey. That's <laughs> that right. <laughs> that, that, that's right. So uh, again, folks, uh, you know, if, if you have uh, someone that, you know, a young man that, that you may, uh, you know, be aware of, yes. you know, plant those seeds with them. You know, you don't have to do the convincing, right? You don't yeah. have to do that convincing, but Plant those seeds with them uh, and allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to work. Uh, any uh, last takeaways? Out? Yeah, I would say, you know, and again, for the parents, do not be afraid. You know, the, the Spirit will speak to your, your son if that is what is meant for him. You know, so don't be afraid to plant seeds. It's going to be okay. God, God's got this. Amen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, again, I want to thank you, uh, Deacon Mike, for coming and, and and spending some time with us today, okay? Thank um, you. We're certainly going to continue to pray for you, and as you continue God's journey and to call for this call to service people. So, thank you again, and thank you, listeners, for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation, and you can listen again by subscribing to the In His Vineyard podcast. Amen. So join us next week when we welcome Father Lay on In His Vineyard. God bless all of you, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. This is Jesuit Father Robert McTague, host of The Catholic Current, where we bring Christ to the world and the world to Christ. We look at current events through the eyes of faith. I hope you'll join us each Monday and Friday for guests and topics you can't afford to miss. That's The Catholic Current, heard Monday and Friday right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi folks, Sean here, and what a joy it is to let you all know that this year's Fishers of Men dinner was a success. I'm so grateful for the many sponsors and individual donors that helped to make that happen. I especially want to thank Miss Sandy Kiabasa for her tremendous generosity. Because of your charitable support, we can continue to keep our airwaves Catholic across the South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you again, Miss Sandy, and may God continue to abundantly bless you. My family left the church because of a, a, a very negative experience with a specific priest. And that took my whole family away from going to church for a long period of time. There were other Catholic churches and there were great Catholic churches and great priests. But we stopped because of that one specific instance. And in a way, I was, I was cheated out a big part of my journey and my life uh, because we weren't in the church. In life, it seems like we're always enslaved to something. And I think that's that's basically where our, what our culture is all about right now is we are we are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust. But there's a true freedom 
to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. My involvement in the church, my relationship with God is who I am. It's what gives me my identity. Thank God I'm home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.